Welcome to Beyond Notes. I'm Michael O'Reilly, your host. And today, my very special guest, he's, uh, he's an actor, he's a, he's a singer, and he's also a band leader. And I can also say he's a friend of mine. Please welcome to the show, Mr. David Howard. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, my man? Very good, man. Let me change the, uh, the view here. There we go. It's good to see you, man. You're looking well. Good to see you. You as well, man. Yeah, we're doing what we can in, uh, during this uh, lockdown thing, trying to stay active. I see you doing this. It's just really cool. But I'm in Atlanta here. At, okay. Uh, it's, it's noon here. It's noon here, just gone 12. So you got the noon sun on me. So I thought you'd give you a little bit of sunlight uh, here. Yeah, it looks it's uh, midnight in Singapore. <laughs> it is. It is, man. It looks beautiful, man. The sun is on you and uh, very nice. You got, the, you got a globe going on here. It's a good day, man. It's a good day. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. So you're coping okay during the whole lockdown thing? Yeah, thank God, man. You know, I um, I was in the Middle East when it all kind of broke off in March, when it all broke out in March, and uh, we were scrambling, obviously, just like everybody else, to get home and get my team out and make sure everybody got home. Um, so I was on my way back to the state. That's you know, as airports were, were were shutting down and my options were getting limited. Um, it actually kind of worked out better for me because there was a direct flight that I could get straight into Chicago, uh, which is where I spent half my time where my dad and his family are. So, um, okay. talking to my parents, obviously you want to come back. I like to spend as much time as I can with my mom and help her out when I can. Uh, but she said, you know, listen, why don't you, why don't you go to Chicago first? So if you're infected, you can kill them before you come down here and kill me. So, <laughs> <laughs> So I quarantined up in let's Chicago with my let's dad. Let's get father for a couple of weeks, maybe 14 yeah, just, days. Just, just go. Then you come to with him for a while. <laughs> yeah, once you're healthy and clear, then you come see me. So it was cool. So I got a, a good chance to, uh, to spend some time up there. And I've been back here for a couple of months now. So, yeah, it's really good. Awesome, man. Awesome. It's so nice to see you. Thanks for, for doing this. Really appreciate it. So uh, before we get into the main topic of discussion is uh, how old school performance concepts uh, still shape and are relevant in today's uh, performance performances. And mm -hmm. uh, dare I say, I, I think you and I would both be considered old school. Yeah, I mean, I, I, hold, I hold the flag high, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you man. know, if you, obviously you, you were doing it already before, you know, before I did, um, before I came out, it's at least into the band thing, you know, of course I was performing, doing mainly theater and acting and, and musicals and stuff around Europe um, before I had met you guys. Um, so yeah, but it is those that those that classic training, you know, that um, that I think shaped both of us, that I know shaped both of us, and mm -hmm. and, um, and helped us, you know, stay working as long as we have been. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So before we get really into it, David, for people that don't know who you are, don't know about about uh, your experience, maybe you can just share a little bit of that your your background because I know it. I know where you're coming from. You just mentioned the theater the theater thing and uh, that's where I think you before music there was theater for you if, if I'm not mistaken right yeah yeah I trained as an actor uh when I went to college uh got my degree in theater uh and then I went to train in uh, Europe in Britain at the Bristol Old Vic Theater School which is a very uh, old renowned school, school. Uh, a lot of people came out of it yeah uh, Lawrence Olivier started the school back in 1948 and lots of names came out of there um, Daniel Day-Lewis, for example, graduated from that school. So I was really, really fortunate to, to get in there. And just kind of because I thought that, you know, the acting thing was going to be doing what I was going to be doing. But of course, you know, when you're in the business, in the show business, you need to 
marshal whatever talents you have to do whatever you can do when you can do it, you know. So um, musical theater has always been a part of my education and experience. So after graduating from Bristol, I started working around England and that led me to Europe, of course. Uh, and in Europe, uh, which is where I eventually met uh, the, the, the seeds of our live, you know, That's and, right. uh, Europe brought me to, uh, to Asia. We met in, um, in, in Spain. Spain. I think when I came to audition, uh, mm -hmm. I was in Portugal at the time during the show, during a cabaret show. And I heard about, uh, live and, uh, well, I heard about the organization, uh, <laughs> before there was an live, uh, the seed, yeah. uh, wound up driving all the way across Portugal and Spain. Cause you guys were all the way on the East coast of Spain. I was all the way on the West coast of Portugal. So I drove across two countries to come audition. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, that's wow. how it all started. One thing led to another. My first gig was in, um, in Jakarta. Okay. Okay. Cause we, we were together as well in, uh, in China and we were together yeah. in, in Surabaya and in, in Indonesia together also. Yep, yep, and most recently in Singapore. Yeah, that's right, and we played in yeah. Singapore together. Yeah, and that brings me to like the the topic is uh, old school and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, um, I I thought would be interesting before uh, I started really doing any research on this day, but was to kind of um, just out of curiosity uh, look it up, look up the definition uh, on the internet, you know, and and see what's see what's there. Just to see kind what people of are <laughs> what people are saying now about old school. Is it like old school mantles? Those guys should just be, you know, but um, it's interesting if I can share, you know, that I got a couple of definitions and of course, uh, okay. anything that's from an earlier era was one okay. uh, highly regarded as the original and the first. Okay. And uh, this one I liked a lot when things were done by hard work and required real skill. Wow. Wow. That that's deep. Interesting. Yeah. And then finally, uh, characteristics of old school would include not using shortcuts that reduce overall quality and not quitting before the task is is done that's a big one so yeah i thought uh there was some cool stuff in there when i read that just what the perception is some people might have a uh a, 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 you know a different a different idea what what old school really means or or what what, what yeah. it uh what it invokes and i always thought that you know it's a strong work ethic and uh, uh just going into something with with a lot of uh intensity and uh, we work together. Yeah. And that's one thing that, uh, you know, if someone um, asked me about you uh, when you weren't there, that's one thing I would, I would, it would come to my mind immediately is when you hit the stage is the level of intensity uh, that you bring, bring to it. You know, the intent when you hit the stage, tell me, man, when you're, when you're, when you're like, how did that, is that something that you think you got from, from the acting side? Was that something you got from watching certain artists or going to clubs or where did, where did, where were the seeds of that kind of where you said, when I get on stage, I really, really have to, uh, to deliver because you do. Well, thank you for that. Um, I think it's a little of, of a few things. One is just the natural love for performing and, um, you know, just, just being excited about the opportunity to perform, you know, and that's something that, we don't always feel and you know as a performer you have to sometimes you don't really feel like doing it uh you're tired or whatever or the audience isn't with you or whatever and you just have to dig deep down sometimes to bring that energy because they're here to see you you know they're here to see us you know they paid their money or they're paying a few extra bucks for a drink to come see us so we owe them we owe them 
the, the, the experience, you know, and if we're not feeling it, it's not the audience's fault. It's our, you know, it's, it's on us to dig deep down and to give them that. So um, some of it is that natural energy that comes from performing. And this is something that I learned at Bristol. They talked about performance energy, that when you come out onto the stage, you should be already up, you know, already. You don't come out on stage hoping to get there. You're there before you get on stage. You That's know? a great so they, point, man. You know, it's, it's, it's something that it, it, you can't put your finger on it, but it, you can feel it. You know, the audience can feel it and you can feel it. You know when you're, we call it in the zone, you know, and you need to get yourself as close to what you consider to be in the zone as you can before you get on stage. So you hit the stage and eyes are on you because and what a lot of people sometimes forget is that when you're on stage, somebody's looking at you. You know, even if you're in the back, if you're on the side, somebody's looking at you. And a lot of times, you know, and we're all guilty of it. Sometimes you're on stage and you kind of start looking at the audience because they might be looking at whoever's up front or whoever's got a solo or whoever's blah, blah, blah. But no, somebody's looking at you. So <laughs> you need to make sure that even if you're not the center of attention, you are still putting on your show or you're helping the audience direct their focus to whoever should be doing, whoever is being focused on. Someone's doing a solo. You shouldn't be looking at the audience. You should be looking at the person doing the solo. Because that is called directing focus. You help the audience to look in that direction. And that just helps the whole show. Um, but to your point, you know, that comes from, that comes from, you know, inherent excitement about being on stage. But also it came from Bristol and the training of, of performance energy and stepping out on stage with purpose. And in acting, we talk about the moment before. What was your character doing? before they were on the stage or in that scene. So if you are knocking on a door in the scene, if somebody, the first thing you do, somebody open the door and you walk in, you visualize as the actor, you getting out of your car, walking up to the front, what are you gonna say to this person? Blah, blah, blah. You play it out before you walk out on stage so that when you're on stage, you're already in the moment. Your, your brain is already there, you know? So that's where that comes from. That's great, man. That's that's uh, it's so interesting to hear you explain it like that because we've known each other for many years and we, we never I don't remember uh, you you know referencing the, uh, the the acting thing as much, but uh, it's uh, it's so true. I mean, I I work with you and I know we go on stage and there's so much intention there and there is like you said direction of and the direction of energy I guess is uh, is, is it's really all energy. What, it's what all energy. When you're on a live show, it's all about that exchange of energy between audience and performers. That's all it is. And, and, you know, and that's why you get jazzed when you get great applause and it sometimes brings you down when people are, you know, just giving you that because they're yeah. not giving you the energy that you gave them. And sometimes you get that because you didn't give enough energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's, <laughs> No, I, I, agree, and I, I agree. And, uh, and uh, I think uh, it's another quality of old school is uh, uh, they're not going to be denied. I'm not going to be denied on this stage. Like, you're not going to ignore me. I'm going to do whatever I can in my power, my physicality to, to bring the attention to the stage and, and to, to draw you into it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's our job. Yeah. You know, that's our job. You know, they, again, what we do, and this is a very strong for me, a tenant of old school and, you know, speaking to, you know, just so we don't sound like, you know, we're old farts, you know, talking about <laughs> the, the young guys, because there's so many great, um, you know, great younger, you know, artists out there. And, uh, and I've learned so much. and I know you have just working absolutely, with younger artists. Absolutely, man. Um, so, you know, so it's a cyclical thing, you know, we, uh, I've learned from, you know, 
we're we're pretty close in experience, but you know, I put you slightly, you know, you've been doing a little bit longer than me in this respect, and especially with the band situation. Uh, but you learn from the people if you're a, if you're a smart artist, you learn from the people that you know have been doing it a little bit longer than you. But you also are open to learning the new things because one thing that the younger artists do have is that they really embrace the technology quicker and easier, and they you know oh, they man. roll with it. And you know what I mean. And, and and if you're not careful, you're getting swept behind doing things the old school way, and it's double edged <laughs> double edged sword. And you don't embrace the technology that's out there and the changing times that. Uh, you know, that also gives the audience what they're expecting because the audience has changed too. You know, just from 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 experience, you know, you go out there and you expect people to be a certain age group. All of a sudden, you come back to the to the same venue a year later, and people are ten years younger than they were, you know, mm -hmm. when you left, or something like that. Or the audience changes, the expectations mm -hmm. change. Uh, so there are these basic tenets, I think, of the old school performance that 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 never change. There are these hard and fast rules that never change. But you also have to be open enough to embrace the changes in the world and in the business and in the audience and in the taste, you know, you have to be open to all that if you want to stay relevant. Otherwise you're going to be a dinosaur. You know? Yeah, no, of course we want to be old school is one thing, but uh, staying current, of course, I totally agree with you on that, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and you know, yeah. technology has changed so much. Oh my goodness. From when I first started playing in clubs, it was, it just seems like such a world away to where we are now to, to where things yeah. have got, got to, you know, with uh, the technology and the, uh, you know, having a just having a sound man stand out in the club with, with an iPad is like it's like it's like some you know, yeah, Star Trek Couldn't stuff. Believe right? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we we never had that luxury, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, you know, never had that luxury, and now it's just so much easier. So that should and things, what that technology should do, and this might be lost on some people, that should improve the experience. That should improve the show because it's easier than it was before, you know? And so when you're in a group, especially in a group, you know, you, that's why it's so important to work together to just bring everybody's skill set and everybody's experience to the stage. And then you have this amazing product at the end of the day, mm -hmm. because everybody's pitching in what they learned. You know, the, the last band I was in, I was minimum, 10 to 15 years older than everybody in the band right you know right mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and so it was very I was very cognizant of that and realizing that you know what I need to I need to really pay attention to what these artists are bringing to the table and embrace their experience <clears throat> so that they could bring me along you know and mm -hmm. as they were doing that I thought, okay, well, I'm going to learn this from them. What can they learn from me? Well, they can learn these old school things that we're talking about, about performance energy, about stagecraft. And I think it's what um, a lot of times, if you don't go to uh, some sort of training school or university or, or, or acting school or whatever, sometimes we miss stagecraft. And this is something that I do happily bring from acting. Um, and that is one thing that I think people miss a lot when they go into this business they don't know basic stagecraft things like directing focus on the audience you know helping the audience look where they need to look remembering mm -hmm. that you're on stage all the time and just, just smiling just basic smiling you know yeah. the number of times you've had we've had to tell people men smile 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 remember yes. smile smile you know yeah. that that exchange is so important and it's just an awareness that I think isn't talked about enough necessarily these days with respect mm -hmm. to live performance. 
that awareness of always being on and always having your peripheral vision working and knowing what's going on on either side of you, as well as going on, knowing what's going on in front of you and behind you to that, you know, to that matter. Um, realizing that you're not supposed to be standing in front of somebody. I mean, just basic stuff. Basic I'm stuff, yeah. Lock, yeah but... basic, standing, just standing in front of somebody. You know, it's like, come yeah. on, man. Don't you know that somebody right behind you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's basic course, stuff like course. that. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. I get it, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, well said. All those points, things that you're raising, uh, you know, um, of course, I, I think I would I would dread being in a band with, a, with where everyone's my age. God forbid, if I was playing with a bunch of guys <laughs> my age, I would be like, wait, wait a minute, you miserable old, you know, having the young, this the young him. energy in the band, having the young, the, what they bring to the table, of course, man. But uh, yeah, sometimes it, it is the stagecraft or it is, yeah. uh, it, or it, it's holding, I think, you know, I had a guest on, Albert came on and we spoke about music new music and we that one of the points that came up was the attention span now is is uh, has become a little bit shorter um yeah and that that i find is is a challenge for for younger artists david is that it's if it's 40 minutes or whatever it is that you have to be in that um that 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 moment that that span of time you really have to just be in it and invested in it there is at no yeah. point during those 40 minutes should you be going to your phone to check something a message and I've had guys I mean, in the middle of a set, you know, like the lead singer's up there and his, he's dry, and you know, someone's like, it's like, bro, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, I've almost lost it for stuff like that on stage, you know, and because that's something that you and I consider to be basic 101. You learn that, you know, out the, out the womb, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. this is basic stuff, but, it, and that, but that's what we're talking about and why this conversation is so important. It's because again, you know, we, we were all young and we were all inexperienced, uh, but these things need to be talked about so that we, so that these basic tenets of strong performance techniques aren't lost, you know, um, because I mean, it's, 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 uh, it impacts the wider industry that we're in. Yeah. Because if people start doing lower quality work because they don't have the basics down, then all of a sudden, the whole industry, the quality of the entire industry comes down, you know, and then of course wages come down, you know, because, and then all of a sudden is why do we even need, you know, an act on stage if they're not really that good, we might as well go another direction, you know? So it, it helps the industry as a whole for us to keep the standards high, keep the quality high. Remember that this is an experience for the audience, not for us as a performer, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's secondary. Our duty is to the audience first. You know, they're there to see us. So we go up there, we do our thing, we put on the show hardcore, however long the um, the set is, realizing that the audience comes first. And then you you come off stage and you feel so much better because, oh my God, the audience loved it. And they're screaming and they're hollering and they're clapping and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the end result. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to achieve absolutely man was there anybody in particular uh, when you were coming up uh, other musicians or even uh, famous people that that uh, that you'd say would would have influenced you in, in in that way david oh yeah definitely i mean this goes back to your your first question about where does it come from uh you know as a young african-american kid uh, growing up in chicago um you know for me obviously it was michael jackson you know i came up i'm an 80s kid you know mm-hmm. so um you know, late 70s, early 80s, you know, when my musical sensibilities were awakened. So for me, it was Prince, you know, 
obviously, you know, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, rest in peace, James Brown, rest in peace. I mean, they, they're the pinnacle. They're the, they are the, 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 the triumvirate for me, the you know, as far as, right there. Yeah. yeah, man, of, of performance. I mean, it's like everything, I say this, I say this uh, slightly, I'm not sure if I can say this completely, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm too secure in this statement, but just about everything that you need to learn and any artist needs to learn about performance, they can learn from those three guys. I mean, everything from musicianship to performance energy, to stagecraft, to wardrobe. I mean, they're all different, but they all have basic rule they all have basic rules i mean prince and michael jackson obviously learned from james brown you know mm -hmm. what i mean so and then you go you know go back even farther you look at the, the, the artists of the 30s and 40s billable jangles robinson you know billy holiday ella fitzgerald i mean can you get better vocal technique than ella fitzgerald you know what i mean mm -hmm. so and that's another thing that uh i think isn't talked about enough is going back and looking at these older artists and you know, back when old school was old school, <laughs> and these yeah. tenets that we talk about, you know, many of them were, I won't say invented, but I'll say now we have records of, because we don't have records of performances from 100 years ago, but we do have records of performances from the 40s and 50s and, and, and 30s of mm -hmm. these artists who came up in the vaudeville, on the vaudeville circuit, and it's all it was was live performance, and that's where you get your chops, that's where you you hone your chops is in live performance. You had, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide, you're on stage. So mm -hmm. these artists who came up, you know, look at uh, Sammy Davis Jr. He was performing at five years old, you know, in top hat and tails, you know, dancing. So, and then look at what type of performer he turned out to be. You spend your life in front of people on stage and you are fearless. There's nothing that, that you can't overcome. The man lost an eye <laughs> and he still was <laughs> yeah. out there. You know, yeah. he lost an eye and he was yeah. still out there dazzling audiences for another 30 years of his career. Incredible, incredible uh, entertainer in every way, right? I mean, as, as a, yeah. a musician, I think, he, I think he was a drummer as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. He sang, yeah. he, he acted, uh, I think he, I think he wrote, wrote a few books. Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, what, you know, what else is there? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you, could, you could, we could stop and talk an hour just about Sammy, you know, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. as far as that's concerned, you know? Yeah, and, uh, who who are the new the, in, in we look at today's artists who who's taking their places David is there any anybody that uh, do you, or do you find maybe the maybe the question rather uh, would be are there any new artists who are filling those 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 spaces like the they were such uh, huge, huge artists right like you know who was the new Michael Jackson or uh, James Brown or music music changed so much uh, is what would you say man I mean like the uh, how do you feel uh, when you hear top 40 today? I mean, you know, again, you know, you, you know, we have to, you know, we, you, when you come up in a, I think most people are kind of in tune to their era. You know, I'm always going to go back to, sure. you know, R&B of the late seventies, early eighties, you know, that, that was my time, you know, I was in college, my college years, my twenties in the nineties, you know, so I go, but I see a difference even between that music and the seventies, eighties R&B. So that's, that's where my, my heart is and everything like that. Uh, but newer artists, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, if you think of people like Bruno Mars, you know, he's definitely keeping that. If, any live performance you see of Bruno Mars, I would advise any young artist who wants to, you know, who thinks, oh, the old stuff is too old and I'm not into that, watch Bruno Mars. He's out there doing it all the time. He's keeping the choreography sharp, keeping the musicianship sharp. 
he's got the wardrobe down. He's got his team together. I mean, he's sharp. The guy is sharp. And he's definitely taking some of that old school influence. And you can see it in his performances, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would, him, obviously, Beyonce, I mean, she's, they call her, you know, she's queen for, 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 for that reason. She's probably position of Tina Turner, you know, for the ladies out there. I mean, go back and watch some early Tina. You know, I've had an artist tell me, you know, I can't dance in heels. I'm like, well, Tina did it for about 40, 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, Beyonce's yeah. done it for 30 years. You know what I mean? You tell me you can't mm-hmm. dance. You can tell me I'm not used to it. I'll say, fine, practice. You know what I mean? And, you know, of course, I say this, of course, speaking as a man who doesn't wear heels. But, you know, hundreds of women do it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you got to get out there and challenge yourself and learn from these old school people. So, you know, Beyonce. Um, uh, as I said, Bruno Mars, um, uh, Usher, Usher. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call him too old, you know, too young these days, but mm-hmm. he's gotten better over the years. I remember 20 years ago watching him, and when he started, came out around the Confessions album and things like that, when he started really showing off his dancing, I was like, whoa, I didn't know he could dance like that. You know what I mean? And he was mm-hmm. some amazing stuff. You know, um, Neo, you know, again, not, you know, super young but still of a younger generation who's carrying on those traditions, you know, and there's probably some newer guys out there doing it. I'm not really, you know, I don't listen to too much top 40 these days, you know, and I know there are, maybe they're not, they're not being uh, uh, heard or as, as seen as much as the, 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 a lot of the artists that are, are pushed forward that we see a lot of, I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, you're, you're in Atlanta now, and I'm sure there's there's clubs all over America in different cities, at least where you go in and you see like a great, a great band guys putting on, you know, putting everything into it. Someone put, you know, someone that thought through the show aspect of it, what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. I'm sure it still exists. They're just not, they're not in iTunes or they're not it's on there. YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. there's always, there's always, you know, there's always guys out there, you know, artists out there, young people out there who are working. You know, I, obviously we all wish that there were more, venues out there where people can get out there and do more work you know but it's been a bit of a, a revolution over the past decade i think where uh in atlanta here we have a great club called apache cafe and uh some years ago i used to go there and see you know um up-and-coming artists doing we call them you know b-side artists you know coming up doing their thing uh, independent artists who are out there doing their thing there's not of course they're not enough venues but they're out there you know and there's some amazing people out there who are still grinding every night Every time they get an opportunity to be on that stage, they do their thing, they bring their show, and uh, and you can see it, and you can see it, that, that they're students of the old school, you know, of of really getting down there and remembering those basic, those basic um, concepts of, of performance, because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they're there for a reason, they're old school for a reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, it carries over, man, for sure, yeah. and um, let me ask about the you you touched on wardrobe and I, I think that's such an important a part of it. And uh, I remember meeting you the, the first few times uh, at a rehearsal. I, I remember still to this day, David, we were at a rehearsal together and wh- whatever you had on something in your shirt or up here, it matched your shoes, <laughs> the color in it. <laughs> no, really, I'll never forget it. I remember, I remember I made a comment. And I think you referenced your mom. If I'm not mistaken, you referenced your yeah, mom. Yeah, you referenced yeah. your dad. <laughs> your mom had, had, you know, I said you were brought up to like, you got to look sharp at all times, man, right? Well, one try. Yeah, thank you for that. Show, it was a rehearsal. I remember. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we, uh, I'll say two things about that. One, you know, I was raised mainly by, you know, a single woman. So, you know, you're going to, you know, uh, pick up some stuff, you know, some women are much better at that old, the old fashioned thing than guys. Uh, so I guess she didn't want me walking out looking like an idiot. So she's not speaking out of dress, you know, but that's one thing. But on the flip side, you know, uh, and this is another aspect, I think, of old school that we haven't talked about. If you are, and how the way this industry is, if you are an artist and you are trying to be a successful artist, you have to carry whatever you whatever you have on stage. I think should carry over into your uh, I won't say personal life, but I'll say your off stage life. In that, if you look like a million bucks at night on stage, why do you look like twenty bucks during the day? You know what I mean? Because it's a it's a lifestyle it's a mentality it's a you know especially if mm-hmm. it's the way we were working where you might live in the hotel where the club is and you might necessarily well you will necessarily see some of your audience members some of your guests you'll see them during the day you'll see management during the day you want to be taken seriously you know you want to be seen as that person who looks great at night but during the day they don't even recognize you you know it should be that whole image that that we work so hard to create for the nighttime, some of that needs to carry over into the day. You know, you don't have to walk around in a in a you know in a suit and tie or a tux all day and a glamorous dress. Of course not. But your casual clothes should complement your performance clothes in such a such a way. I think absolutely. The, 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 you know what I mean? It's like you you got to take pride in how you look all the time. You know, mm-hmm. not just at night when you're on stage. You know, that's my personal opinion about it. No, I agree 100%, man. No, I agree 100%. It's a reflection of who you are, and uh, it it just shows that that you care. You know, you're going to take the time to put a little effort into the way you present yourself to the world. Is I think is very important. You're an artist for anybody, but especially for for, for us as artists, as you you said, you know, we're putting all this effort into, into looking sharp as we can at night. And then um, you don't want to walk around and, you know, flip flops and a, yeah, tank top and uh, shorts. And, I the mean, thing is, you, we, we're the product. You know, I think this is something also that people need to remember. As artists, mm-hmm. an artist, you are the product. Your, your talent, your voice, your, your musical technique, your, your acting, your voice, everything, you are the product, you mm-hmm. know? And so <clears throat> excuse me. you need to care for your product all the time, you know? And uh, you're selling yourself all the time, you know? And you just never know who you're going to run into and when. You know, and so we have to remember that this is a business, it's show business, you know, Absolutely. and if you're an artist, you have to remember that even when you're not on stage, you are still representing your product and your brand and your, and wherever you go and however people look at you, you still need to respect the product that you're trying to sell. Because we are, let's not get it twisted, we are selling a product. Yeah. And that product is, is me. My product is me. You know, I so agree, man. Yeah, we have to always be aware of that. You know, because <clears throat> you just never know when opportunities are going to come. You could be, you know, standing in line at the grocery store, and you start a couple conversation with somebody, and all of a sudden, it, you know, yeah, what do you do? Well, yeah, I'm a performer. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Guess what? I'm a director, or I'm a producer, or I'm a this. You know, now we're networking all the time. Absolutely. We're networking all the time. So yeah. we have to always be ready for those opportunities. And this is something I think also that we can learn from the younger generations. You know, with this, with social media and everything comes this ease of doing business 
you can do business all the time. Look, I mean, I'm on a deck right now, you know, enjoy, you know, in on the back deck with trees back. But in a sense, this is also doing business, you know, because of this technology that we're able to have, you know. So it's a matter of always being aware that every opportunity as an artist, as an independent artist, every opportunity, every person you meet is a potential to further your business and to expose mm -hmm. you to your product. You know, and that's a part of the business aspect of what we do that feeds into it all because it's, it's all one thing. It's all, all one thing. It's, it's all your product and your business if you're yeah, an artist. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think some artists don't like to hear it described like that, David. They get offended. But I, I agree with you 100%, man, 110%. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, like we, we live in a hotel here. For, as an example, there, there's two ways to get down to the club. You can take the, the service elevator or you can go down the the uh, the regular elevator uh, the lift and go through the lobby and i always right. always go through the regular elevator down through the lobby and i yeah. always tell the guys opportunity is in the lobby it's not on the service elevator man it's easier to get to the club That's it's it. just thing you're right there but who are you gonna i mean the staff here of course I, I just, that's not the point but opportunities in the lobby is, is walking out of the of the door of the hotel on your way to the club that's where the opportunity is so uh, exactly yeah, exactly yeah yeah good good point man i mean um um i've had this discussion we had uh we had inga on a couple of weeks ago and it, it came up as well you know you're you're representing yourself like like a brand i think you mentioned that just now we are i think some people don't like to hear it described like that but you're selling yourself as an artist who you are uh if it's a style you're of selling music, you, you know, yeah, you're yeah. selling you, you yeah. know, mm. yeah. and you have to always be aware of that. And uh, just know that you are the product. You're the marketing person. You're the publicity department. You're your legal firm. You are, you know yeah. what I mean? You are, you're, you're your sound person. You're the accountant, you know, <laughs> until you grow to the point where other people can do those jobs for you. You are doing all those jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the, the people who wind up, you know, make, wind up making a living wage off of their art are the people who embrace those concepts. And, you know, you can't shy away from the fact that, that this is a business. If you want to eat from the money you make from your art and you want people to pay you for your art, you need to embrace and learn as much as you can about the business of yeah. artistry, you know, uh, the business of show. And that is what we do. And that's why we get paid because it's the business of show. You know, you've got to learn the show and you've got to learn the business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's lost on, on, uh, on, on musicians or performers. Uh, I think they just get a little bit too self-absorbed into, into their own world, their own thing. And uh, they, they don't, they don't see that. It's, it's, it's a people, people business we're, we're into, isn't it? I mean, we're people, we're playing for people, whether you're in a club, you're at a concert, uh, just to, to make that connection. I've always, uh, yeah. found, found it fascinating watching certain performers just, just go for it, man, just be zoned in and just be able to make that connection and other others that really, really struggle with, with that, uh, you know, the, the that, uh, ability to do that. They just seem to, they just can't make that. Yeah, well, you know, some, <clears throat> a lot of artists are, are shy people, like, just like, in general, me, like just I knew here. A lot of artists are shy just in general. They're shy people. So, um, and some people have a, a, a private persona, but they come alive when they come on stage or they, they want to come alive when they come on mm -hmm. stage. They, they know they have something to say, 
<clears throat> but the, the the nerves and things, and that's a real thing. We all get nervous. And yeah. you know, that, that sometimes comes to you when you're about to get on stage. So that, again, <clears throat> that's why it's so important to perform in front of people as much as you can. Anybody who will watch you, do it. And you know, I have so much respect for buskers, uh, people who just stand out on a street corner or in a subway platform, and they just play. You know, you know how much how much courage it takes to do that, just to get out there with you and your voice or you and an instrument or whatever, just to get out there and play for the public where, mm -hmm. you know, you can people ignore you, people ridicule you, people just look at you like, what are you doing? You know, what I mean? but mm -hmm. that again, back to old school, that is how you hone your craft. That's how you hone your craft. You know, I know we, you know, it's a common thing we, we said that we always say in our lives that. If you perform six nights a week, you have to get better. You know, even if you're not trying, you you get better some kind of way. Even if you don't realize you're getting better, you're getting better. Something just happens just doing it every night, you know? So mm -hmm. that's why these old school artists, we talked about, I was talking about Baldville earlier and people like Sammy Davis and, you know, people in Cotton Club. That's why they're so good is because every night they're doing it and in front of people and you, you learn to be zoned in, you learn to smile, you learn to stand with correct posture, you learn to to do all these things that entertain, you learn how to entertain people, mm -hmm. you know? And that is the basics of how do you entertain somebody? It's not that hard, it, you know, assuming you have the talent and the, and the desire. Yeah, and you're not that it's shy. Not that hard. That, yeah. you know, that was one thing that, um, that they one thing they told us at Bristol when I was training to be an actor, they said we let you in because we know you can act. We're not we're not here to teach you how to act. We're here to teach you. We're here to sharpen those tools that you have. That we're here to sharpen and give you more tools and show you how to use the tools that you have to make you a better actor. <clears throat> because it's very tangible things. How do you use your voice, breathing, stage technique? Where, where you stand and look. All these things are teachable. You know, they're very teachable. Um, mm -hmm. Talent, you know, maybe not so much, but other things that stagecraft and stage technique, uh, they're teachable, you know, and it's just a matter of realizing that those things exist, trying to find out where they are and, and look for them, you know. Someone who uh, I watched years ago, Michael Caine, uh, the great Michael Caine, uh, did a, a, an acting masterclass uh, just just about camera technique. It wasn't about acting. It was about camera technique. And where do you as the actor look in relation to the camera? And how do you keep in mind where the camera is so that you look your best and that you're able to, you know, connect with your scene partner in a way? And it wasn't about acting. But I learned so much just from that mm. because it wasn't about, you know, how do you create this emotion? No, it's about how do you work best with this thing that is designed to help you get the story across to the audience mm -hmm. you know so it's the same thing with stage technique it's not you don't have to be a great singer to put on an effective performance you know you really don't it's just about how you conduct yourself on the stage how you move on the stage how you interact with the lyrics of the song for example to to tell the story of the song that doesn't really have to have anything to do well, it does have to do with your singing, but there are other things that happen besides your innate talent that you can yeah. learn you to make have, you a stronger you performer. Be the, the, the best, the greatest, greatest singer. I mean, uh, I've worked with some singers not. who were, were not, no, man, they weren't, the, they could sing, 
but they had so much, so much, uh, they had so many more other things going for them than just their voice. And on the flip side, I've worked with singers with incredible voices that they, people were just bored after two yeah. songs. The listening was like, wow, what did voice is amazing. And then it's like, okay, and now what? Let's something what else happen. Right? What like, else we have, you got? we yeah. have to take this somewhere else. We can't do this for four sets. Just stand there yeah. and sound beautiful, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, the only people who can do that are your Mariah Carey's, your Christina Aguilera's, your Whitney Houston's, your Luther Vandross. They yeah. can just stand there and sing and don't have to even do anything yeah. all night. But, but, but for the rest of us mere mortals, even, you know. <laughs> sure, Ian, but even even they did something in their show, right? right. They, they took on some did. kind of, of a journey in their show, right? Yeah, you exactly, know. of course. Um, you know, James Taylor <laughs> came to play here uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I got to meet Steve Gadd, was was drumming with him and he, he off yeah. i met him here at the hotel he offered me tickets i couldn't go because of the gig but my my wife went if i can share a quick story and she she doesn't really know james taylor that well you know she brought a friend also that's not that familiar with his music but um when i asked how the show was they said you know it was we don't know many of his songs but he just he he would play a song and he would tell a story about the, the, where the next song came from and he took them on this journey you know I mean his, his, I know his music quite well it's beautiful but it's pretty laid back James Taylor in general is of course you know, it's yeah. not like jump up and down party stuff you know but they said they both said it was so good because of the way he presented it you know the, the way it started where it went the arc of it and um, I I found that I thought that was really interesting to hear to hear, hear the, that kind of uh, comment. On, on someone who's a pretty laid back artist that can still, you know, um, but you, you know, how he can pull something kind, like right? that off. You know, he can pull something like that off is because he had purpose. Mm -hmm. He did, he knew what he was doing as far as he planned it out. You know, this song follows this song for a reason, you mm -hmm. know, and if you're laying out a show, it needs to make sense. You know, it, it, it it can't always just be song, 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 just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to have, there has to be a reason for it, you know, and, and. Yeah, intent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Intent. Intent is huge because yeah. if you don't, if you don't have a direction and a purpose, you're just kind of floundering and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, but if you are, if you have planned out your show and you know where you're going to take the audience, you know, eight times out of 10, they're going to go with you. You know, yeah. they're going to go with you and, you know, you, you, you watch their reaction, you see how it goes. And if this doesn't work, you know, you realize, okay, maybe I need to tweak it. But yeah. if you start with a plan, you know, most of the time you're going to get where you want to go, you know? Yeah, no, I know. Cause I, I, I've done it. And I, when I work with you, I know you were doing it. You'd have, you'd have the, 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 the basic framework of the show in your head, where we're going to go. And then what I thought was great was, is that, when we really, really had them, sometimes you would stay in that moment and you would you would extend things a little bit. And I remember yeah, loving it because yeah. you just had everybody, we just have everybody in the palm of your hand. It's like, wait, I want to go to the next song yet, man. Hold on Why? here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why go to the next song? This is the goal. This is what we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can find a way to extend that that moment for a little bit longer, you know, you go for it. But, you know, the trick of, and this is what comes with experience mm -hmm. is knowing when enough is enough you know and that keeps us from being self-indulgent artists you know and we, yeah. we we've all done it you know but that kind of thing is trial and error when you know you got them and you know they want more give them more you know what i mean and and, mm -hmm. and, and that's why that's where it's so important that 
the people that you're on stage with, you're all in the moment together, you know, because if you're calling the songs or whatever, if you're directing the band and you, you say break it down and nobody breaks it down, you know, that moment is lost. Yeah. <laughs> that moment is lost, you know. Yes. If you say yes. one more chorus, you know, and, and somebody over here didn't watch you, so they're ending the song, but the rest of the band is just going back to the chorus. You know, you mm. just messed up a, a golden moment there, you know. So yeah. it's about that intensity. It's about that focus. It's about everybody being in a moment together. Because mm. you, you know, all you got is all you got is what you share on stage. And, you, you know, any unit, whether it's a, a, a theater cast or a band or a choir or whatever, even if it's two people on stage doing a thing together, you're only as strong as the connection you have. The experience is only as strong as the connection you have because the audience feels it. They just do. And if the audience zone out, a lot of times it's because we zone out and we're not focused on what we're doing and we don't have the, the commitment to that moment that we're doing, whether it's acting or uh, whether it's in a song or whether it's a solo, whatever. If, if somebody, if you got five people on a stage and the person on the left is doing a, a crazy solo, but the person on the right is looking over here, waving to somebody over here. Somebody, half the audience or a good few people are looking at that person wave. Waving. And not looking at who's doing the solo. Mm -hmm. Whereas if everybody's looking at the solo, the audience is looking at the solo and that whole room shares that moment together. You know, and that that is something so basic that, you know, I thought was elemental, but it, everybody doesn't know that. You know, but little things like that are so impactful for the show. Um, not, not to mention you, you're supporting your, your, your fellow bandmates, but you're bringing the audience into that moment with you. So then once you have them, you, you guide them to the next moment. You guide them to wherever you want them to go. And as performers, we are in control of the audience's experience. Audience doesn't control us. Audience is supposed mm. to come there and be entertained. That's all they want. Yeah. It's like you're inviting somebody to your home for a party. We, you know, this is something we always say. You're inviting someone into your space for a party. You're the host. Somebody comes to your club, comes to your show, whatever. You're the host. It's our responsibility to give them a good time. It's not their responsibility to have a good time. It's our responsibility yeah. to give them a good time. You know, so I think if you start there, if you start there, that's the healthy place to start. Uh, did, in in did, how you approach performance. Did you? Can I ask when you did the 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 um, the school the, the the acting thing? Did you? Uh, you must do like what is it? The the, the fourth wall, right? When you when you're acting, yeah. there's that. When you're on stage, because you just made me think of that. When everyone's so involved, and then there is one guy or one woman or someone is, you know, like and you're it's everybody away focus. Just go into that. Yeah, taking away focus. Exactly. It's like, yeah. this, like this moment is not about you. If you're mm -hmm. if you're the third tree on the left in the Shakespeare show, the show is Romeo and Juliet. It's not Romeo Juliet and, and the third tree on the left. You are, <laughs> just stand there and be the tree. <laughs> you know, if you're third soldier, it's you know third spear carrier on the right. The show's not about that soldier. Would, it's about Romeo and Juliet. I would love to hear that actor, David. I would love to hear that actor during the break or after the show say, "Look, man, you're the tree. Just be the tree." Right. <laughs> That's it. Do you stay in your lane? Know where you are. I mean, back in mm -hmm. you know we were talking about Bristol earlier. That whole, you know, the, the reason, part of the reason that they have such, uh, they've commanded so much respect for their, their actors and actresses over the decades um, is because they had a tradition of, uh, they call them equity houses. So when you would graduate 
from your acting school, uh, if you were fortunate enough, you were hired by a company, a theater company, okay? Uh, and this theater company knows that you're green, you're just out of school, you don't know too much, but you came out, you got some good training. They're not gonna necessarily make you, you know, Hamlet, no. They're gonna make you third soldier on the left so that you can watch that actor play Hamlet who's been doing it for 30 years. And if you're smart, you sit there, hold your spear, and you watch that actor do right. their thing, and you learn, you know, and you learn. That, fo that, that direct, you know, the focus into the scene, you're a part of the scene, and you're helping the audience be a part of the scene and what's going on in the scene, and you learn, you know. And mm -hmm. that, that, that tradition of, of learning from people who have been doing it longer is so important. You know, not to say that just because you've been doing it for a long time that you know what you're doing. But again, back to my previous statement, practice does make perfect and doing it every night makes you better. And if you, yeah. you know, you, there are certain things that you're just going to get good at, you know, and and, um, and that needs to be recognized. Absolutely. A couple of people are saying hi to us in, in Facebook because I'm not looking at Facebook, but Omar is doing that for us. I want to just take a minute to thank Omar for helping us out today, our, our producer. And uh, it's a great topic. That you, yeah, you bring so much uh, information and uh, entertainment to this topic. Well, I love it, man. And I want to just put Thank it out you. there also. If you guys have any uh, suggestions for topics, please just drop them in the comments. And then we have a hi from Rachel Lee. From hey, Anthony, what's up, Rachel? Hey, from Anthony Tone, Tony Parker. What's up, Tony? Yeah. All what's right. up? From Danette. Uh, what's up, Danette? And, and Wesley. Wesley, the new babies. They got babies, man. They got babies. Congratulations, they get you guys. Congratulations on the babies. A lot of uh, musicians. Uh, uh, you, you, you work with uh, uh, Andrea? Of course, yeah. yeah. He, he just had a baby. Oh. Like oh, yesterday. Mil Prato. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he had a baby. Maestro. Okay. Hey, the maestro. Uh, Bernard Ferrier is watching. Bernard, how you doing? Hey, what's Bernard. up, man? What's up, bro? You know, Bernard is in Russia, of course. Wow. Yeah, man. He's, wow, he's, uh, wow, wow. Yeah. He's got, got his thing going on. There. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, yes. What's up, Bernard? Oh, Miss him very much. Frank, the tank is out here watching us. You, you know, Frank. What's up, Frank? Yeah, we met a few times. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Frank? I remember years ago we met. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, Andrea Ferraria. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, guitar player. Yeah, we guitar played player, right? for a long Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, played, okay. we did a few gigs together. What's up, yeah. man, down in South Africa? Yeah, cool. Shout out to cool. South cool. Africa. Shout out to uh, all those great musicians down in South Africa as well. You know, a lot of my recent band members have been South African. So uh, really a shout out, especially, hey, Omar's here. You got South African talent on the team there. So shout right. out to them. You have a lot of great artists from South Africa in the company now. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yes. And uh, Leandro, uh, Leandro is here, Lemonji, doing a great Hi. job. Uh, let me try this one, David. Uh, Alexandra Rodrigo Souza. Okay, Not that could be sure. someone who's watching us. I think I've seen the name. Yeah, I think I've seen the name, but hello. Okay. And uh, Rosie is here. Rosie's one of our singers. How you doing, Rosie? Thanks for joining hello. us. And also on now, uh, watching us, or she's still on now, is the one and only Inga, the singer, Inga, Miss Inga Mack is in the house. Lady Inga Ga. Lady Inga Ga. Yes. How are you doing, sweetheart? Yes, yes, yes. We, had, we did it. We, we had, had a great... We had an opportunity to perform together a long time ago. Yeah, we had Good a great, uh, 
great, great show together. And uh, we, we did a great uh, podcast as well here. Awesome. I mean, talk about old school, you know what I mean? Again, she's, you know, she's such a great performer, you know, there it you comes go. from, again, Leave those, all those, on the those stage, things. Man. Yeah, Leave yeah, and that's, yeah, exactly. Leave it all on the stage. I mean, and, everything you just said right now is, is Inga when Inga goes on stage, yeah. all that stuff. Exactly. It's, it's all right and there. you man and you yeah. sometimes i used to sit and just watch you play you i mean coming out there and doing your thing i mean you play a solo and after one solo you're sweating i'm like yes exactly that's exactly yeah. what's to be happening you know because you, if you're not out there giving it then what are you doing you know what do you why are you there why are if you you're there? not giving it yeah. why are you there you know yeah. if you're just there to collect a paycheck you know do something else you know, be do better something off else. doing something else. I agree, man. Really, yeah, just, you know, because yeah. there's a hundred things you can do just to collect a check. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna be on stage, if you're gonna be performing for people, then respect your craft. You respect yeah, your craft. Respect yeah. yourself. You know, we're 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 artists. You know, and that and that term, we throw that around. You know, but that uh, that that needs to be earned. You know, just because you sing a song doesn't make you an artist. You know. Um, it's 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 respecting what you do and you know and we all have our our moments when we're not there you know hey I'm, no, of course I'm man I mean, hand up, human, you know we're only human we're not we're not machines man i mean i've had as life, a general but... approach mm-hmm. yeah i'm just as a just... general approach you know you want to be there you know you want to be there in the moment and know why you're doing it and respect respect what you're doing mm-hmm. you know absolutely man I, I couldn't couldn't say it better david uh julie murphy saying hi julie murphy <laughs> what's up julie julie Murphy. How are you, love? And and George, that's uh, that's Julie's husband. <laughs> is it? Is it really? What's up, G? Yes, What's up, G? Watching well, it's great. It's great, man. Great yeah, man. Show. And then a big shout out. So just before you go, you know, just uh, just well, we got time, man. Big we got shout time. out. Be, okay, good. Just you know, as we're talking, a big shout out to to L Live, you know, personally, because a lot of what we're talking about. Uh, some of that I knew already just from my training, but so much of it I learned with my years uh, in being a part of L Live because it is that commitment to the artistry and helping younger artists learn a lot of these concepts that has made me, you know, the type of person I am today. You know, not to say I'm not on top, but I've learned a heck of a lot. And, and I've had some great mentors and band leaders you know, I consider you one of them, you know, as well as being a friend, um, has so much great training, you know, uh, just about, about stagecraft and the importance of, of, of the audience and just all these concepts that we've talked about today were reinforced uh, with my experiences in our live, you know, and that obviously comes from the top, you know, you don't get too much more old school in this business than George, you know, so Mm-hmm. It, that 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 mindset of of what it takes to do a successful show every night, those concepts are they come from the top and they spread out through everybody. And I just have to give a big shout out and uh, for that for that experience you know that I've had and the things that I've been uh, able to not only learn but also um, implement and try to help other artists come do that. You know that that experience. It's been invaluable, invaluable. Awesome, awesome, uh, a big shout out to a lot. Awesome, that's very cool, David. And one other thing that we we haven't touched on, and it's not an old school thing, but uh, I could say uh, with one hundred percent honesty that uh, you know, working with you, one thing that we haven't touched on is is fun. 
and you and I, I mean, we always had fun, man, working together. I mean, it was fun. It was, we'd go, I remember seeing when someone walks through the room, their energy brings a smile to your face. It's, it's a big deal for me, man. When you have to go down and you're basically in charge of everybody's mood that night, you're on stage and you're the one kind of setting the pace. And when you, and when the statement, you're in charge of everyone's mood. Yeah. Yeah, You walk into the room before the gig starts and you bring such great energy and positivity and fun. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I could break a string. I could, you know, have a technical (laughs) problem. It it wouldn't matter really. And uh, my goodness, we had so much fun together, man, on stage. There's so many stories that probably would be appropriate to discuss in Facebook Live. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save it for we'll save it for when I come to Singapore when they finally allow us to uh, to travel. Exactly, it's on my list. But yeah, Yeah. that's the thing, though. Again, you know, it's the all the work that we've been talking about up until now it's also that you can have fun on stage you know if you're doing a yeah. bad show we've all we've all done bad shows when you're doing it it's not fun doing a bad show no. it's terrible it's heart-wrenching you come off your whole evening is you know down like that um and the audience knows it <laughs> they can see it if, if there are two people in a band and they don't like each other the audience knows it <laughs> they just they do you know, yeah, we you, not many there's not that many of us who are that good at hiding that sort of thing you know, uh, but they see it. But if, if, and that's where rehearsal comes into it, you know, if you're, if you've rehearsed enough so that you're not nervous about the lyrics or the form of the song, whatever, but then you open up, you open up that arena to have fun, you know, because you've done the work, you've done the preparation, you know, your lyrics, you know, your form of your song, you know, you know, you, you come backstage and you guys have come together and you, you have the same mindset and you're ready to go out there and, and, and kick the audience you know, in the mouth, you know, because you're ready to rock and roll. You know, if you are, if you do all that work, then you can have the fun, you know, because yeah. that's why we do all of this. I mean, we do all this to have fun and thank God we can make a dollar while we're doing it, you know, um, but that's why we do it. You know, if you're not having fun, something is wrong. Something is seriously wrong if you're not having fun doing it every night. Yeah, you're doing what we do yeah, and you're not having fun. Wrong. Uh, Missing a crucial step in the process. Definitely a big one. Uh, hi, from Mar- Marvin Lee. Presence. Marvin, okay, yeah, man. I've been doing a lot of work with Marvin over the past year. Awesome. Uh, actually, years ago, you know, worked with him, but more recently, we've been doing some work together. So, shout out to Marvin. Awesome, man. Okay, that's great. Well, listen, we're, we'll wrap it up in a minute. But before we do, David, I always like to ask my guests before we close out the show uh, a, a hypothetical kind of situation. I use Tom Hanks in uh, Castaway as the uh, you're an actor. You can relate immediately. You know he's on the of desert course. island. He's he's got the he's he's got the the Wilson and you know he's talking into the basketball, and uh, yeah. he's getting a, a streaming device of some kind. This is the part that I made up, and uh, with that device he can stream only three artists, and that's going to be his music as he uh, spends the rest of that time on that island. So uh, yeah, I can see yeah. the reaction is like wow. Yeah, I, I really did this on my first show with Terrence and I said three songs and I realized that was a real overreach. Three songs. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of too hard. What so, are you doing you know, to people, man? Three I know, songs. I know. Just from his, his reaction when I said three songs was like, seriously, three songs? So we, we tried to be <laughs> artists and uh, everyone has been on the show has, has chosen three. So it's just kind of a fun thing. So, so there you are in the island, you know, with the 
your shirt all ripped in the basketball, and then this thing comes. Okay. Oh, I can I can listen to music now. Who do you okay. think you would choose? Well, first Prince, obviously. I know. Uh, I, I know you. Okay. I knew that would be the. You know, because I mean, you know, I, I say Prince because he spans so many genres. You want to listen yeah. to blues. You want to listen to gospel. Yes. You want to listen to pop. You want to listen to rock. You want to listen to ballads, sexy ballads, yeah. crazy raging solos on piano or guitar. You know, big band stuff. You know, small intimate stuff. I mean, he does it all. So I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, that takes care of a lot of stuff. Um, I might say, well, this is tough. I might say Whitney Houston. Uh, just for that, just for that voice, purity just for of that, a, the, the power vocal. and the purity and the, yeah, the, just the power of that vocal. You can't deny. You can't deny what you're listening to. I mean, you know, you're listening to greatness. You yeah. know, when you listen to Whitney, and she also, of course, had amazing songwriters around her, uh, give her some great songs. Um, but you, you know, when can you not listen to Whitney and 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 go somewhere? You know, Whitney, uh, ooh, Whitney Aretha, ooh, tough. You know, you know, because uh, oh, that's tough. You know, yeah. So sure. yeah, one one or one or both of them. Um, okay. Third artist, third artist, man, tough. Um, might have to go, kind of old school. And maybe do something like a, um, like a Duke Ellington kind of thing, just for the just for the when you listen to to, to big band stuff uh, of the '30s and '40s. Um, I personally love those eras, those eras anyway. Um, but when you listen to music on that scale. Um, and they're playing jazz or, you know, sort of they're playing old school jazz or soulful music, mm, whatever. It just takes you to a different place. And when you have, again, these are all tried and true artists, even, you know, the, the, the people who are in the band, you know, I mean, serious, serious musicians. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. time when you could be playing in a club and another musician can walk in and steal your job just by playing it better than you. Right mm. then, right there, you are out of work. So you have to be constantly, your chops have to be super high all the time because you could be out of work <laughs> in 1938, you know, in, in the middle yeah. of the depression. You could yeah. be out of work like that, you know, so chops were up that level high. high man. Kept the level yeah, man, then you got a genius like, um, you know, you got a genius like Duke Ellington writing this big, beautiful orchestral music, but done in, in jazz and, in, you know, with reference to jazz and sort of this American art form of jazz, you know, it it just it speaks to me in a way and i and i would advise anybody just take a minute especially you know some of the younger artists please 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 if you take nothing away from this conversation go back and listen to the early greats just sit down on youtube type in duke ellington sammy davis jr bill bojangles robinson elephants yeah. gerald uh even further back just go back as far as you can uh, mm -hmm. uh um, it's all there man it's yeah, all there Betty right? smith man it's all there yeah. for the taking it's all it's there for the taking. now yeah yeah you know no just, just, just take it all in you know because yeah. it's there for you you get spotify or you have apple you just go in there you put an artist's name and in. it's incredible man now today the accessibility we have to uh all these incredible people you just mentioned man you just take out your phone and boom there there, there they yeah. are you know and then, and then on, on the other thing you see when you do that you see the arc 
from where it puts what we do now in context because mm. everything we do now comes from something it comes from somewhere there's nothing new there's nothing new the technology mm. the way you deliver it the technology the means by way you the means by which you listen to it or exposed to it is new but the, the 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 music it's not new you know so if you go back and listen to some of these earlier artists you can hear some of the same stuff in the music today and you can hear so many of the artists of today some of the great artists of today reach back to those earlier eras and bring that stuff in and it sounds new because so many of us aren't educated in where it came from you mm -hmm. know so go back and you know without muddy waters you got no rolling stones That's you know sure. and it's yeah. that it's that and it's that simple you know, without a Rolling Stones, do you ever have a Coldplay, you know, for example, you know what I mean? You know, so it's, you gotta, you have to look at it in the arc of history because it all comes from somewhere. And, um, you know, without James Brown, there wasn't, there would be no Michael Jackson necessarily, you know what I mean? So you, you, you look at that and you go, and without, you know, some of these earlier artists, you know, there would be no James Brown, you know what I mean? So you gotta, it all comes from somewhere. So I advise any artist just to respect history, respect history. It's not, it's not bad because it's old and not everything old is good, but mm -hmm. educate yourself, educate yourself. If you want to be a better artist, educate yourself, learn your craft, learn technique, learn how to sing better, learn how to play better, do the work, you know, and no one wants to hear it, but the best yeah, advice I ever got, about, <laughs> you got to do the work, you know, that's you have to do about, the work man. and yeah, talent well, will only bring you so far. Yeah, those are the old school values that uh, that's, you know, I thought would be a good topic for this show because uh, that's what it's all about, putting in the work, putting in the hours and uh, and, and getting there, man. Yeah, the experience and uh, it's great, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank uh, you, man. Pleasure. It's been great. And I hope that, uh, you know, uh, I'm still waiting to get back to work. I know you are as well, David. So hopefully our, our wait won't, uh, it won't be too won't much, be too much longer. longer. I think it's still, it's still yeah. gonna, <laughs> every week I do this show, I say to an artist, yeah. uh, I hope it's not too much longer, but uh, I'm afraid I think it's still yeah. going to be a minute or two, but, but it's going to come tell back. tell you what, though, these, you know, another thing where we can say, you know, we have this downtime and, you know, I say to anybody, myself, use the downtime, use the downtime, oh, practice your instrument, it, you know, I've, I've plan your it. shows. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, and any artist should be using this time to learn something new, get better so that when we Absolutely. start again, you know, you didn't have time before to learn a new instrument. Now you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? What yeah. else you going to do? True, man. No, you know I'm, what I mean? You know, yeah. I, I never learned how to finger pick ever. I just yeah. always just, just, I don't need to do that. And I regret it so much. I've been playing for like, for decades, man. So that's one of the things I just, it's just a small example of something. I said, I got to get this together. I have time now. And uh, yeah. it's cool, man. Absolutely, man. Add, add uh, up your skills. Work on yeah. work on your side hustle. Just learn about everything. Learn about finance. You know, I'm, right now I'm learning. I'm trying to learn more about finance. Just so yeah. I can be a better steward of, of my business. You know what I mean? Just mm. learn these things because there's so much out there. I mean, God, everybody knows everything's on YouTube. Just, just go look at it and use this time instead of just watching movies all day. You know, yeah. let's, just, let's come out of this thing stronger and more educated than we were when we went in. Absolutely, man. Uh, thank before you, man. Go, thank you for having me. This is great. Julie is saying, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Before we go, Julia is saying congratulations and bless him on his show, uh, the Lionel Richie thing, because uh, we know you, were, you do do some of the, or you used to at least do like kind of, kind of a tribute. Yeah, yeah. 
came music. up kind of with a, with a one-man show, sort of just to kind of do his great songs. You know, people kept telling me for years I looked like him and I hated it. So I thought I might as well, you know, use it to my advantage. So I came <laughs> <Yeah>. up, <laughs> I come up with that. So, uh, yeah. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Shout out to you, Julie, as well. Yeah, man. Thank you, well, my friends. Once again, thanks for coming on, man. I miss you very much, and I hope that uh, we, we, we get to have a, a drink together, hang out together uh, at some time in the near future, David. You have to speak it into existence, man. It will happen. It will All happen. right. All right, everybody. Love thanks to the family, so much man. for tuning in. To Thank care. you. Thank you. Thank you. All the best to, to, to yours as well, David. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Beyond Notes. We'll see you guys all next week. And thanks to Omar. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, man.